Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And we have Eric this time with us. Say hi. Hi, I'm waving. (laughs) They can't see you wave. (laughs) Oh. I know. It's just audio. (laughs) All right, so Eric is our special guest today. He's my husband, in case you don't remember. (laughs) You're episode 100. Yep, our 100th episode. We not a very it. yeah it's only taken us like a couple years <laughs> i mean we don't gotta talk about that part but <laughs> it has been though like two years right it has been yeah i think back in march was two years oh, yeah. recording one third of the way done uh... well, yeah yeah <laughs> almost a little bit more than a third i guess because we're close well yeah we're close to the end of season five so Mm-hmm. Although, do you count season five in the one third? Like, do you count the end of season five, or do you count like once you hit season five, it's one third? I think it's like through season five, you're one third. So I guess we're I not think, quite yeah. one third. I was just counting episodes. Math. I don't well, like I, it. There's like 327 that's going to be at the end, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're not quite a third then. That's why I said like. I know. I'm just trying to, like, I was having a random bunny trail, okay, Eric? (laughs) I understand. I've heard this podcast before. You guys are (laughs) I have a lot of random bunny trails. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So today, we were talking about Season 5, Episode 18, called Point of No Return. We start out in a bar. Zachariah is sitting at the bar having a drink. A guy sits down next to him and says, let me guess, pink slipped. Zach says, that obvious, huh? The guy says, takes one to no one. Outsourcing. Ugh. What's your crime against humanity? Zach says, deal of the millennium. Couldn't even get the one simple yes I needed. Gotta nail that bottom line, right? All they care about upstairs, ain't it? Results, results, results. They don't know. They're not down here on the ground in the mud, nose to nose with all you pig filthy humans. Am I right? He hates humans so much. I have <laughs> a feeling he hates pigs. I think he hates everything that's not himself, too. There's that option. But I like you know. pigs. <laughs> I like bacon. Hey, have you ever been around a pig, though? No, I haven't. Yeah, they're sweet. Are yeah, they? they're disgusting, though. <laughs> they're, they're gross. Well, you know, the clean housebred ones. Yeah, those aren't the pigs that I've come in contact with. <laughs> Most yeah, of the ones are the outdoor variety that poop everywhere and smell real bad. Yeah. 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 I've only been around them at like the fair. I've never like tussled with one. Yeah. What you never you never tried to tackle a greased up pig? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Uh it could be. <laughs> I, Maybe we'll I try know. that later, huh? Uh-huh. Okay, you guys, I'm on the they call. call me <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) Okay, so the guy says, filthy what? Zach says, I mean, whatever happened to personal loyalty? How long have I worked for these guys? Five millennia? Six? The guy says, seems like it, don't it? Zach says, damn straight it does. To the bartender, Zach says, two more. To the guy, Zach holds out his hand and says, Zach. The man shakes his hand and says, Stuart. Zach says, what are you doing? Zach says, what are you going to do next, Stuart? Stuart says, hell, I don't know. Maybe something to do with the internet. Then the bar starts to shake. Stuart says, whoa, earthquake? 
A high-pitched noise starts. Zach says, no, it's my boss. Stuart and the bartender hold their hands over their ears and start screaming. A bright light shines down. Zach says, go ahead, get it over with. I'm ready. Stuart and the bartender's eyes burst into flame. Ugh. That would be a horrible way to go. Yeah, your right. eyeballs on fire? Fuck. You like, ever have a boss yell at you so bad that it makes people adjacent to you eyeballs explode? I've never Ow. had a boss yell at me that bad. I have had a boss yell at me once, and I yelled back and then immediately burst into tears because I yelled at somebody and I felt bad about it. <laughs> I don't think I've... Have I ever yelled? I have not yelled at a boss, but I have told off a boss. <laughs> yeah. That I've been yelled at. Really? Oh, yeah, tons. I don't think... Have I, I had a bad boss. Yeah. Ooh. His name shall be unnamed. Oh, why? <laughs> They're probably not listening to the podcast. You never know. <laughs> I don't burn bridges. Bridges burn me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Or your eyeballs. Or my eyeballs. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. Okay. Yeah. All right, so eyeballs burst into flame. <laughs> Zach says, wait, what? Yes, anything, of course. Just put me back in. You won't regret it. Thank you. The lights, noise, and shaking stops. Zach finishes his drink and says, back in business, boys. Then he leaves. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bless you. You sounded like a tiny little mouse. I tried to hold it in and it didn't work. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry for all you anyway. listening at home. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. We can already tell how this episode's going to go. <laughs> yep. All right. So we get our opening title sequence. We cut to Dean in a motel room. He's drinking and packing up a box. In it, he puts his leather jacket, the keys to baby, a letter, and his gun. Okay. I think this is the end of his leather jacket. Yes. Oh, it might be. I think it is. Putting away all his big boy toys. Yeah. Big boy box. In his big boy box. (laughs) Well, so how does he get his gun then? I mean, he unpacks the box. He probably. Well, but then where did the leather jacket? Why didn't he put the leather jacket back on? I think that um, at this point they switched to flannel. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think they needed like a wardrobe change. Like the leather jacket wasn't quite in style anymore after five years. The cut that's of it. That's true. Yeah. That's what I think. Listen, they could have hung on to that and it would have just been a trademark thing. Yeah. Just put it in a ghost box on the wall, you know, so we can look look at it longingly. <laughs> I know. One, one of these days. I remember one. Breaking case of emergency. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days I'll go to a Halloween costume party or something and put you back on again pretend to be a greaser anyways yeah. a in a hundred years it'll be the 90s again yeah i know right <laughs> yeah <laughs> <sighs> okay so he closes the box and addresses it to bobby suddenly sam is there he says sending someone a candy gram dean says how'd you find me sam says you're gonna kill yourself right it's not too hard to figure out the steps on the farewell on the farewell tour How's Lisa doing anyway? Dean says, I'm not going to kill myself. Sam says, no. So Michael's not about to make you his Muppet? What the hell, I am Dean Winchester coming to you from some shitty hotel. (laughs) And I am now a Muppet. (laughs) You're Kermit. Dean Winchester. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sam says, what the hell, man? This is how it ends. You just walk out. Dean says, yeah, I guess. 
Sam says, how could you do that? Dean says, how could I? After all you... That's not what he says. He says, says, how could I? All you've ever done is run away. Sam says, and I was wrong every single time I did. Just please, not now. Bobby's working on something. Dean's like, oh, really? What? You got nothing and you know it. Sam says, you know I have to stop you. Dean says, yeah, well, you can try. But just remember, you're not all hopped up on demon blood this time. Sam says, yeah, I know, but I brought help. Dean turns around and Castiel is there. He touches Dean on the forehead and teleports him to Bobby's house. So we cut to some time later. Sam, Dean, Castiel, and Bobby are all in the room together. Dean says, yeah, no, this is good. Eight months of turned pages and screwed pooches. But tonight, tonight's when the magic happens. (laughs) Bobby says, you ain't helping. Dean says, yeah, well, why don't you let me get out of your hair then? Bobby says, what the hell happened to you? Dean says, reality happened. Nuclear's the only option we have left. Michael can ice the devil, save a buttload of people. Bobby says, but not all of them. We got to think of something else. Dean says, yeah, well, that's easy for you to say, but if Lucifer burns this mother down and I could have done something about it, guess what? That's on me. Bobby says, you can't give up, son. Dean laughs and then shakes his head and says, you're not my father and you ain't in my shoes. Okay. What the flying fuck? Like, okay. Bobby is a way better father than John ever was. So like, but, don't yeah. even go there, dude. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> uh, yeah. The thing is, like, Bobby's Bobby's wily. He knows yes. how to get him get him right back. This is true. That's true. I think that Dean is just in he's just in that place where he's trying to hurt people so that they'll let him go. Yeah, they'll tell him to go away. You know, instead of yeah. having to. Be like, no, come back, you know. Yeah. So Sam gives Dean a disappointed look. Bobby pulls out a gun and puts it on the table. Then he pulls a bullet out of a bleh, then he pulls a bullet out of his shirt pocket. Dean says, What is that? Bobby says, That's the round I mean to put through my skull. Every morning I look at it and I think, maybe today's the day I flip the lights out. But I don't do it. I never do it. You know why? Because I promised you I wouldn't give up. Then Castiel grabs his head like it hurts. Sam asks, Cass, you okay? What's wrong? Cass says, something's happening. Dean says, where? But Castiel whooshes away. (laughs) Whoosh. 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 We cut to some woods. There's a clearing wall where all the trees have been knocked down in a circle. At the center of it, the ground is raising slightly like something's under it. Then there's two other angels there, and they fight. Cass kills them like a badass. That was an awesome fight scene. Yeah. I thought Cass is like yeah. such a badass in this episode. I love it. Well, you can't I mean, out assass Cass. I like it. That's a tongue twister, though. Let's be real. Say that five times fast, see what happens. I bet you. That, some... that, 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 that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Say that five times fast. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was like a total, a total dad joke right yeah. there. You're welcome. <laughs> it happens. Well, okay. I've forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Something about a sassy Cass. Yeah, sassy Cassie. Yep. Oh, um, I remember. Like, because I mean. Angels technically are supposed to be, like, warriors of God, right? So, like, I feel like 
Cass doesn't get enough, like, warrior moments, you know? Like, he has some, but mm-hmm. it's usually, like, assisting the boys. Because, like, let's be real, Cass is a badass. He is a badass, but they keep taking his power, like, in later seasons. This is not really a spoiler, but they, like they cripple him in different ways so that he's not the like answer to all their problems. Yeah. Just having a fighting angel who can kill anything or anybody. Yeah. But for now, but for now straight up, he's a badass. Yes. (laughs) I love it. So Cass goes back to the mound of dirt and a hand pops out. Cass grabs it and pulls someone out. So we cut back to Bobby's house. Sam is leaning against the fridge. Dean says, I'm going to get a beer. You mind? Then Cass appears with the freshly risen person over his shoulder. <laughs> Cass says, help me. Cass leaves the person on a bed, and Bobby says, who is it? Sounds like says, a loaf of bread. <laughs> a freshly risen person. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the right the way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is. He's I a mean, sourdough bread. <laughs> he is a yep. sourdough bread. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know either. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Bobby says, who is it? Sam says, that's our brother. Bobby says, wait a minute, your brother Adam? Dean says, Cass, what the hell? Cass says, angels. Sam says, angels, why? Cass says, I know one thing for sure. We need to hide him now. And he puts his hand on Adam's chest and carves the hiding spell into his ribs, which makes Adam wake up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that'd do it. Hurt. Adam sits up and says, Where am I? Sam says, It's okay, just relax. You're safe. Adam says, Who the hell are you? Dean says, You're gonna find this a little well, a lot crazy, but we're actually your brothers. Sam says, It's the truth. John Winchester was our father too. See, I'm Sam. Adam says, Yeah, and I'm sure that's Dean. I know who you are. They warned me about you. Dean says, Who did? Adam says the angel now where the hell is Zachariah Zachariah I love the actor so much he was so amazing on the show psych but kind of hate him in the show kind of hate him oh I I hate Zachariah Mm -hmm. okay so Dean says to Adam so why don't you just tell us everything start from the beginning Adam says well I was dead and in heaven except it kind of looked like my prom and I was making out with this girl her name was Kristen McGee (laughs) Dean says yeah that sounds like heaven did you get to third base Sam clears his throat and says, just keep going. Adam says, well, the angels, they popped out of nowhere. They tell me that I'm chosen. Sam says, for what? Adam says, to save the world. Dean says, how are you going to do that? Adam says, oh, me and some archangel are going to kill the devil. Dean says, what archangel? Adam says, Michael, I'm his sword or vessel or something. I don't know. Dean laughs and says, well, that's insane. Cass says, not necessarily. Dean says, how do you mean? Cass says, maybe they're moving on from you, Dean. Dean says, that doesn't make any sense. Cass says, he's John Winchester's bloodline, Sam's brother. It's not perfect, but it's possible. Dean says, you got to be kidding me. Sam says, why would they do this? Cass says, maybe they're desperate. Maybe they wrongly assumed Dean would be brave enough to withstand them. Ooh, sick burn. (laughs) Cass being sassy. (laughs) Yep. Dean says, all right, you know what? Blow me, Cass. Sam says, look, no way. <laughs> All the Destiel fans go nuts. <laughs> I know. I love it. <laughs> 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 
Sam says, look, no way. After everything that's happened, all that crap about destiny, suddenly the angels have a plan B. Does that smell right to anybody? Adam says, you know, this has been a really moving family reunion, but I got to go. So Sam says, whoa, whoa, no, sit down. Just listen, okay? Please. Adam says. Look who's being the big brother now. <laughs> yeah. Sam's really Somebody's awesome in this him. episode, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they like because Dean's kind of like off the deep end here a little bit. Like, <laughs> Cass or Cass, Sam is just like, well, I guess it's my turn, you know? <laughs> like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really stepping up to the plate. Sam says, now, Adam, the angels are lying to you. They're full of crap. Adam says, yeah, I don't think so. Sam says, really? Why not? Adam says, um, because they're angels. Sam says, they tell you they're going to roast half the planet? Adam says, they said the fight might get pretty hairy, but it's the devil, right? So we got to stop him. Sam says, yeah, but there's another way. Adam says, great. What is it? Dean says, well, we're working on the power of love. Adam says, how's that going? Dean says, not good. Sam says, look, Adam, you don't know me from a hole in the wall. I know, but I'm begging you. Please, just trust me. Give me some time. Adam says, give me one good reason. Sam says, because we're blood. Adam says, you got no right to say that to me. Bobby says, you're still John's boy. Adam says, no, John Winchester was some guy who took me to a baseball game once a year. I don't have a dad. So we may be blood, but we are not family. My mom is my family. And if I do my job, I get to see her again. So no offense, but she's the one I give a rat's ass about, not you. Sam says, fair enough. But if you have one good memory of dad, just one, then you'll give us a little more time, please. So we cut to some time later. Adam is in the kitchen eating while Bobby is in the other room looking at books. Bobby turns his back and Adam tries to leave the house, but Sam stops him and says, going somewhere? Adam says, out for a beer. Sam says, great, we've got beer. Have a seat. Adam says, great. You know, you pitch this whole dewy-eyed bromance thing, but the truth is, I'm on lockdown, aren't I? Sam says, Adam, you may not believe it, but Dad was trying to protect you, keeping you from all this. Adam says, yeah, well, I guess the monster that ate me didn't get that memo. Sam asks, you remember that? Adam says, oh, yeah. Sam says, still, trust me. Yeah. (laughs) Still, trust me. The only thing uh, worse than seeing Dad once a year was seeing him all year. Adam says... (laughs) That tells you right there what the boys think about John Winchester. Yep. The only thing worse than not getting to see him was seeing him. Well, Sam, I think, is a little different than Dean in that this re- is, respect. Yeah, that's true. But still, you know, like, I guess, yeah, I shouldn't say the boys. Sam. That's Sam. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, that's a little harsh, you know? Like, hmm. What a life to live, man. <laughs> I know. Adam says, do you know how full of crap you are? Really? You see, it was me and it was my mom. That's it. She worked a graveyard shift at the hospital. I cooked my own dinners. I put myself to bed. So you can say whatever you want about our dad. But the truth is, I would have taken anything. All right? Sam says, look, if we had known we have a brother. Adam says, well, you didn't. So Sam says, we would have found you. Look, I can't change the past. I wish I could. But from here on out, Adam says, what? We're going to hop in the family truckster, pop on down to Wally World? Sam says, I'll tell you one thing. Attitude like that, you'd fit right in around here. <laughs> okay, he's just exactly yeah, like Dean, much, isn't yeah. he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like a little mini Dean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's a Wally World? I don't know. Maybe it's in our well, interesting Disney facts. World. It's Disney World. Oh, oh really? Yeah. 
Huh. I thought it was something less. I was thinking of like a Chuck E. Cheese type place. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. No, because it's Walt Disney. So that's, I've heard people call uh, Disney World or Disneyland or whatever, like Wally World or whatever. Mm. So it could be Disney World, Disneyland, probably Disney World. Okay. But huh. yeah. So we cut to Dean in the panic room. The door opens and it's Sam and Cass. Cass is glaring at Dean. Dean says, well, Cass, not for nothing. But the last person who looked at me like that, I got laid. Sam Man, that's to- two references. Man, Destiel is the thing in this one. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Sam says to Cass, why don't you go keep an eye on Adam? So Cass makes a motion with his arm and the door closes. Dean looks around and asks, is this really necessary? Sam says, well, I mean, we got our hands full, Dean, a house full of flight risks. Dean says, I'm not letting him do it. Sam says, who, Adam? No, I'm not either. Dean says, no, you're not getting me. Sam says, oh, no, I get you perfectly, but I'm not letting you do it either. Dean says, that kid's not taking a bullet for me. I'm serious. I mean, think about how many people we've gotten killed. Mom, Dad, Jess, Joe, Ellen, should I keep going? Sam says, yeah. Sam says, it's not like we pulled the trigger. Dean says, we might as well have. I'm tired, man. I'm tired of fighting who I'm supposed to be. Sam says, well, do you think maybe you could take half a second and stop trying to sacrifice yourself for a change? Maybe we could actually stick together. Dean just needs a nap. (laughs) He does. Yeah, he just needs a nap. And a cheeseburger. His blood sugar is probably low. (laughs) Maybe a CPAP machine. (laughs) Make sure he gets good sleep. Yeah. Snack and a nap is on order for Dean Winchester. Mm-hmm. It's like, sleep it off. You'll think, you'll think about better things later. So Dean says, I don't think so. Sam says, why not? Dean, seriously, tell me. I want to know. Dean says, I just don't believe. Sam says, in what? Dean says, in you. I mean, I don't, I don't know whether it's going to be demon blood or some other demon chick or what, but I don't know. Oh, that's not what he says. He says, but I do know they're going to find a way to turn you. Sam says, so you're saying that I'm not strong enough. Dean says, you're angry. You're self-righteous. Lucifer's going to wear you to the prom, man. It's just a matter of time. Sam says, don't say that to me. Not you of all people. Dean says, I don't want to, but it's the truth. And uh, what does that say? Oh, okay. And when Satan takes you over, there's going to be somebody there to fight him. And it ain't going to be that kid. So it's got to be me. Sam leaves and locks the door behind him. This was a horrible moment for me. I actually hate this moment more than any other moment where he's like, I don't believe in you. Yeah. That was. Yeah. I, I, I'll talk about that more later. <laughs> okay. For me, it was worse than telling Bobby he's not his dad. Right. Only a little more yeah. worse. But I don't know. I don't like, I don't like Dean in this episode. Yeah. Dean's yeah. A dick. Yeah. Okay. So we cut to Adam sleeping and Castiel watching over him. Bobby and Sam join him. Bobby asks, how's he doing? Uh, did I say that right? Yes. Okay. Bobby asks, how's he doing? Sam sighs and shakes his head. Bobby asks, how are you doing? Sam says nothing. Cass goes down to the panic room. He hears some glass shattering. So he calls out for Dean, but gets no response. So he opens the door and goes inside. Dean says, Cass. And then we see the angel banishing sigil on the wall. Dean puts his hand in the middle of it, and Cass vanishes. Man, he doesn't even say sorry. He's like, he's just like, bam. <laughs> I know, Welcome right? Oz. 
Like, I'm not even going there. Fare thee well or not, you know? And Cass, like, screamed when it happened. Like, it hurt. So it must hurt them when they get It literally disintegrates them, and they just reform somewhere else. That's at least how I think of it. I don't know. Like, does it disintegrate them? Or does it, like... To me, I always thought that it was, like... Like, teleporting? Teleporting them, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but... They teleport and they go whoosh, right? This is skadoosh, basically. <laughs> Angel guts everywhere. And then they, he brings himself back together in a different place. That's all true, like, but oh, maybe it's because oh. they're not in control of it because usually they transport themselves. And so, because mm. when they transport other people, so like when Sam and Dean, you know, he's like, I didn't poop for a week after, you know, like maybe it's like when they're not in control of the transporting, then it, feels to them like when they transport somebody else oh maybe so you're saying Cass isn't gonna poop for a week i mean it's possible (laughs) i'm pretty sure angels yeah i don't think angels poop i don't think they do what do they they do with all the food they eat i don't know well they probably just disintegrates out of their intestines i don't know (laughs) well but they don't need to eat though they don't need to eat they don't need to sleep they don't need to go to the bathroom so i mean if they don't need to eat then they there's nothing to go out granted i'm sure if they do eat then you know maybe they go just transforms into fairy dust and rainbows well it's still their meat suit right so like the meat suit is the one that has the stuff in it so my guess is that like if they do decide to eat something that they have to get rid of it but I don't know. I feel like I'm getting way too into the pooping systems of angels right now. <laughs> 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 but I'm going to go with it. Cause like, I'm sure it smells heavenly. Yeah, wow. <laughs> ew. Ew. <laughs> That's number two. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, there's another dad joke for you. Three. Dale. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So Dean walks out of the panic room and goes outside. We cut to upstairs with Bobby. Sam comes into the room and Bobby asks, Where's Cass? Sam says, Blown to Oz. Look, I'll get Dean. He couldn't have gone too far. Just watch Adam. Bobby says, How? You may have noticed he's got a slight height advantage. Sam says, Then cuff him to your chair. I don't know. Just watch him. So we cut to inside Adam's dream. He's sitting on a park bench at a playground, looking hopeful. Suddenly, Zach is sitting next to him. Zach says, your mom's not coming, you know. This is the park where your mom took you on her day off, right? She's not coming. Not yet. But she will. Soon. Adam says, you're Zachariah, right? Zach says, I am. You weren't where you were supposed to be, kid. Adam says, yeah, I know. Zach says, can't quite zero in on you either. So let me take a wild guess. You're with Sam and Dean. Adam says, yeah. Zach says, didn't we tell you about them? Adam nods and Zach says, so you know you can't trust them, right? You know Sam and Dean Winchester are psychotically, irrationally, erotically codependent on each other, right? I um, mean, they kind of are, but also like... <laughs> someone's been reading the books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adam says, I don't know. They said a few things about you. Zach says, really? Trust me, kid. When the heat gets hot, they're, gonna give, they're not going to give a flying scrap. <laughs> When the heat gets hot, they're not going to give a flying crap about you. Hell, they'd rather save each other's sweet bacon than save the planet. They're not your family, understand? It is sweet bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Very sweet bacon. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Eric looks looks so disappointed in us right now. (laughs) Just shaking his head at us. 
Listen, it's it is Canadian sweet bacon, bacon, whether you'd like to admit it or not. <laughs> it's Canadian bacon. It's filmed in Vancouver. <laughs> uh, all the jokes. <laughs> okay. I've got 100 episodes to save up these things, man. <laughs> um, Zach says, now, you want to see your mom again or not? Adam wakes up. Uh, we cut to outside a bar. There's a man holding a Bible, yelling at passersby. He says, the end is nigh. The apocalypse is upon us. The angels talk to me, and they ask me to talk to you. Dean walks up and says, hey, I'm Dean Winchester. Do you know who I am? The man says, dear God. Dean says, I'll take that as a yes. Listen, I need you to pray to your angel buddies and let them know that I'm here. The man gets on his knees and says, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then Castiel is there. He says, you pray too loud. Cast touches the man who falls asleep. <laughs> then, then you Cass- pray too loud. Goodness. Listen, what is that like? <laughs> well, Cass, Cass has been dealing with a migraine this whole episode. So, you know, he's this a little testy. True, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> then Cass grabs Dean and pulls him into the alleyway. Dean says, what are you, crazy? Cass starts kicking Dean's ass. Cass yells, I rebelled for this so that you could surrender to them. Dean says, Cass, please. Cass says, I gave everything for you, and this is what you give to me. He punches Dean and kicks him into a fence. Dean is on the ground with Cass standing over him. Dean says, do it. Just do it. Cass touches Dean, so he falls asleep. Okay, is he asking Cass to kill him right there? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the point in dying if the angels are just going to bring you back? Because they, well, I don't want to give away any spoilers. I wouldn't say Dean is thinking very logically right now. No. Okay. <laughs> I think Dean's just like, in the moment, like, you know what? This feels right. Just kill me so I don't have to deal with it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Totally defeatist. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut back to Bobby. Sam says, Bobby, what do you mean Adam's gone? Bobby says, should I say it in Spanish? <laughs> Sam yells, he's gone. How? What the hell, Bobby? Bobby says, watch your tone, boy. He was right in front of me, and he disappeared into thin air. Then Cass, are Dean are, and, bleh, then Cass and Dean are there. Cass says, because the angels took him. Dean is unconscious and being held up by Cass. Sam says, what the hell happened to him? Cass says, me. <laughs> Cass throws Dean on the bed. There's, another, there's a line I like. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, like, let's be real, though. Like... How many people do you think went straight Destiel after this episode? A I lot. think this episode helped spawn Destiel. Because, like, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of moments <laughs> in this one where I could see people that were already kind of like, oh, you know, like maybe this could be a thing that they're like, this is now a thing, you know. Well, Cass is the angry ex-boyfriend in this instance. He's like, <laughs> Dean. You gave up on me. Ah, hell, hell, dude. (laughs) Exactly like that. You can't get it. (laughs) Exactly like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bobby says, what do you mean the angels took him? You branded his ribs, didn't you? Cass says, yes. Adam must have tipped him. Sam asks, how? Cass says, I don't know. Maybe in a dream. Sam says, well, where will they have taken him? So we cut to the beautiful room. Or the burger room, as Eric likes to call it. That's what I call it. (laughs) For me, it would be a pasta room. room. Yeah, it'd be a pasta room for me. It'd just be Boca de Beppo. 
That's exactly Ooh. what it would be. Boca de Beppo? Beppo, Beppo do boopas? Bo- no, that's not right. I can't say Beppo de Beppos. Beep it about both. There you go. Becca, <laughs> Becca, 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 Becca de Bupo. Sorry. Buka de, family style oh, well, now I'm confused. <laughs> Buka de Beppos, I think is what it is. Yeah. Buka de Beppos. Beka. Buka de Beppos. Becca de Bupos. Beka de Beppos. Boop. I don't even know where I am anymore. Okay. Um <laughs> I'm in your computer. <laughs> so Adam is there eating cheeseburgers. Suddenly Zach is there. He says, I see you and your brother share the same refined palate. Adam burps and then says, so are uh, we ready? Zach says, for what? Adam says, what do you mean for what? For Michael. Zach says, oh, right. About that. Look, this is never easy, but I'm afraid we've had to terminate your position at this time. Adam says, excuse me? Zach says, hey, don't get me wrong. You've been a hell of a sport. Really, good stuff. But the thing is, you're not so much the chosen one as you are a clammy scrap of bait. Adam says, no, but what about the stuff you said? I'm supposed to fight the devil. Zach says, "Mm, not so much. Hey, if it's any consolation, you happen to be the illegitimate half-brother of the guy we do care about. That's not bad, is it? Adam says, so you lied about everything. Zach says, we didn't lie. We just avoided certain truths to manipulate you. Adam says, oh, you son of a bitch. Zach says, hey. He is, though. Yeah, he is. (laughs) (laughs) Zach says, hey, how do you think I feel? I'm the one that's got to put up with that dumb, slack-jawed look on your face. Bless you. Thanks. (laughs) He says, kid, we didn't have a choice. The Winchester's got one blind spot, and it's family. So see, Sam and Dean, they're going to put aside their differences and they're going to come get you. And that's going to put Dean right here, right where I need him. This is the night, kid. Our night. Michael's seen it. The tumblers finally click into place. And it's all because of you and me. But who's keeping score? Adam says, yeah, I'm not going to let you do this. Zach says, cool your jets, Corky. Sit down. We're doing it together. Plus, you still get your severance. You still get to see your mom, okay? Adam says, why should I believe you? Zach says, you know what? Um, Zach holds up his hand and then I think I said that wrong. Hold on. Nope. Zach says, you know what? And he holds up his hand in the talking motion and says, I keep hearing this, but what I want to be hearing is this. And then Adam starts throwing up blood. Zach says, yeah, that's better. That's what a like douchebag. Like, yeah. why do you got to go to puke and blood automatically? Like, this is the guy that you wanted to do the job in theory if Dean wouldn't. It was all lies. And, like, he was being helpful, and then when he's confused, going, wait, what? You know, like, I he's like, um, I'm just gonna make you suffer now. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, who goes straight to throwing up blood, too? Like, that's kind of taken so, it far. Oh, yeah, I'm just gonna sure. go with... Give him a leg cramp or something. Don't make him throw up blood. Just give him a, a Charlie horse. <laughs> <laughs> I feel no like geese. I... Not his style. No. Leg no. cramps aren't his style? No. Re- remember, these angels don't think humans are like, they're, they're things. They're pig filthy pigs. Yep. They're livestock. I yep. mean, that's Zachariah for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, of, and a lot of them do think that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Uriel did for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, it takes, it takes time with the Winchesters to realize these humans are not so bad after all. <laughs> I mean, just look at them. 
<laughs> You'll notice that right away. <laughs> Gorgeous. Well sculpted. Our father had a design in mind, and they turned out to be the Winchester Bros. It is a good design. Yeah. <laughs> I like that design. <laughs> oh, Eric's shaking his head again. <laughs> You have to admit, they're attractive men. Of course they're attractive men. They're on TV. Yes, that's true. The CW, no less. Yeah. Everyone's attractive (laughs) on the CW. Even the ugly people are attractive on the CW. I know, right? (laughs) They did a Beauty and the Beast. I couldn't tell which one they were talking about. (laughs) Ooh, that guy was good looking. (laughs) I think I saw like an episode of that. He was was foxy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they did a good job. Where's the beast? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by this? Yeah. Uh, okay. So we cut to Dean waking up handcuffed to the bed in the panic room. Sam says, <laughs> how you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm going to have to build you girls a panic room. <laughs> yeah, you should. I can't build. Okay, It'll be a we'll, virtual panic we'll get, room. We'll get your dad to build us a panic room. There we go. He can do anything. That's right. Okay. I want to help build a panic room. Okay. You can I like nail guns. <laughs> They're fun. <laughs> oh my god! There's a nail gun scene in one of the Final Destination movies. See, That's what I think of. I, I I helped do. I I went on a mission trip and I helped do roofing. And like, let me tell you what. Something about using a nail gun on a roof is just like I've got all of the power in the universe. Like, it's great, you know? This is awesome. That sounds dangerous. It is dangerous. Being on a roof sounds dangerous. It's generally... Yeah. But, yeah. you know... Add a so nail mission. If anybody needs some roofing done, like, oh, I shit. know how to do some of the things. So. We might, we might have roofing a league. Done. Yeah, we might have a job for you. Okay. <laughs> Give me a nail gun. We'll go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> All right. So Sam asks, how you feeling? Dean says, word to the wise, don't piss off the nerd angels. So how's it going? <laughs> Sam says, Adam's gone. The angels have him. Dean says, where? Sam says, the room where they took you. Dean says, you sure? Sam nods and says, cast at a recon. The place is crawling with mooks. Pretty much a no shot in hell, hell Mary kind of thing. Dean says, ah, so the usual. What are you going to do? <laughs> Sam says, for starters, I'm bringing you with. Dean says, excuse me? Sam uncuffs Dean and says, there's too many of them. We can't do it alone, and you're pretty much the only game in town. Dean says, isn't that a bad idea? Sam says, Cass and Bobby think so. I'm not so sure. Dean says, well, they're right, because either it's a trap to get me there, to make me say yes, or it's not a trap, and I'm going to say yes anyway, and I will. I'll do it. Fair warning. Sam says, no, you won't. When push shoves, you'll make the right call. Dean says, you know... If tables were turned, I'd let you rot in here. Hell, I have let you rot in here. Sam says, yeah, well, I guess I'm not that smart. Dean says, I don't get it, Sam. Why are you doing this? Sam says, because you're still my big brother. So we cut to outside a warehouse. Uh, We're with Sam, Dean, and Cass. Dean says, where the hell are we? Cass says, Van Nuys, California. Dean asks, where's the beautiful room? Cass says, in there. Dean says, the beautiful room is in an abandoned muffler factory in Van Nuys, California. Cass asks, where did you think it was? Dean says, I don't know, Jupiter? A blade of grass? Not Van Nuys. Sam says, tell me again why you don't just grab them. Nope, that's not what he says. 
Sam says, tell me again why you don't just grab Adam and Shazam the hell out of there. Cass says, because there's at least five angels in there. Dean says, so? You're fast. Cass says, they're faster. I'll clear them out. Castile takes off his tie and pulls out a box cutter. Cass says, you two grab the boy. This is our only chance. Dean says, whoa, wait, you're going to take on five angels? Cass says, yes. Dean says, isn't that suicide? Cass says, maybe it is, but then I won't have to watch you fail. I'm sorry, Dean. I don't have the same faith in you that Sam does. Sam looks at the box cutter and says, what the hell are you going to do with that? So we cut to Cass going inside the warehouse. There's an angel there, and Cass kills him. Then the other four angels surround him. Cass drops his blade and says, what are you waiting for? Come on. They get closer, and Cass rips open his shirt and carves that. And blah, 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 blah. Sorry, I got distracted by Cass ripping open his shirt for a sec there. <laughs> Eric is shaking his head again. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry, Eric. I love I you more than I, Castiel. I know you where you know butter that. your toast. It's okay. <laughs> Downstairs. Downstairs. In the kitchen. Okay. In the kitchen. Okay, so Cass rips open his shirt. You know, it's really funny. I wrote her shirt right here. I don't know why I said her shirt instead of his Because you were thinking about what, what you would do. Oh, you were thinking yeah. I was ripping up in my shirt? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? When I made that prolonged eye contact with Misha, I did not rip open my shirt. So. You did it. I was proud. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, you guys. Exerted a moment of willpower. <laughs> you, you, you held it together. <laughs> you held it together. You even waved. Uh, I did wave. Okay, so Cass rips open his shirt, and carved on his abdomen is the angel banishing sigil. Cass puts his hand on it, and they're all blown away, Cass included. Then Dean goes into the warehouse. There's a little. I'm confused. What? Why did they need a box cutter to do that? He had an angel blade. I don't know. Maybe because with the it angel seems like blade, he the angel leave. blades. The angel blades are really long, so maybe it's just an awkward an angle. I almost said angel. An awkward angel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's an awkward angel. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I think, like, okay, because, like, when they, like, slice them with the angel blade, a lot of times their grace leaks. Okay. <laughs> so they probably... <laughs> this is just a weird sentence. leaky. <laughs> he sprung a leak! <laughs> But, but yeah, so, like, if you, like, if they were to use the angel blade to carve him up, then potentially he would be at, like, not as high of power level as what he should be, so, I mean. That makes sense to me. At what point, it's like, you know, okay, like, certain things are, like, good for you to an extent, but at what point is it, like, gonna kill you, you know, like, it's kind of mm -hmm. one of, you know. Also, a box cutter is little, an angel blade is really long, so it's probably just easier to maneuver it. Probably. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Okay. So Dean goes into the warehouse. There's a little room that looks like a house inside. Dean goes in it, and it's the beautiful room. Adam is collapsed against a wall. Dean goes and wakes him. Adam says, you came for me. Dean says, your family. Adam says, it's a trap. Dean says, I figured. And then Zach is there. He says, Dean, please, did you really think it would be that easy? Dean says, did you? And then Sam is there and tries to stab Zach with an angel blade, but Zach flicks him into a wall. <laughs> Zach says, you know what I learned from this experience, Dean? Patience. 
Then Zach makes a hand motion and Adam starts spitting up blood again. Dean says, let him go, you son of a bitch. Zach says, I mean, I thought I was downsized for sure. And for us, a firing is pretty damn literal. But I should have trusted the boss man. It's all playing out like he said. You, me, your hemorrhaging brothers. Zach holds a hand out and Sam starts hurling up blood. Zach says, you're finally ready, right? You see things our way? You know there's no other choice. There's never been a choice. Dean looks at his blood-spewing brothers and says, stop it. Stop it right now. Zach says, in exchange for what? Dean says, damn it, Zachariah. Stop it, please. I'll do it. Zach says, I'm sorry. What was that? Dean says, okay, yes. The answer is yes. Sam says, Dean. Dean says, do you hear me? Call Michael down, you bastard. Zach says, how do I know you're not lying? Dean says, do I look like I'm lying? Zach smiles and starts chanting in Enochian. Then says, he's coming. Sam and Dean stare at each other. Then Dean smiles and winks. Dean says to Zach, of course I have a few conditions, a few people whose safety you have to guarantee before I say yes. Zach says, sure, fine, make a list. Dean says, but most of all, Michael can't have me until he disintegrates you. Zach says, what did you say? <laughs> Dean says, I said, before Michael gets one piece of this sweet ass, he has to turn you into a piece of charcoal. Sweet ass. <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> Zach laughs and says, you really think Michael's going to go for that? Dean says, who's more important to him now, you or me? Zach grabs Dean's collar and says, you listen to me. You are nothing but a maggot inside a worm's ass. Do you know who I am after I deliver you to Michael? Dean says, expendable. Zach <laughs> says, Michael's not going to kill me. Dean says, maybe not, but I am. And Dean slips an angel blade out of his sleeve and stabs Zach under the chin. Zach dies. It was like the one of the most satisfying deaths. Like, oh yeah. Oh, I hated that guy. Like, good freaking riddance. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. Like, just bye bye. <laughs> yeah, it was cool how he stabbed him under the chin into his brain too. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the way it looked. Mm -hmm. Almost like a pig sticking. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a little shish kebab. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> so sam and adam stop mouth bleeding <laughs> the room starts shaking and a high-pitched noise starts dean picks up adam and asks can you walk adam says yeah so dean grabs sam and helps him out the door adam lingers to look at dead zach dean yells come on move it sam and dean get out the door but as adam reaches it it slams shut and won't open adam pounds on it yelling at dean for help dean tries to open the door but it's burning hot adam turns around to face the light when Dean can finally open the door, the beautiful room is gone, and so is Adam. So we cut to the Sam and Dean driving. Um, I put driving baby, but I don't think baby was there. So they're just driving something, <laughs> some car they stole. Yeah. Sam says, you think Adam's okay? Dean says, doubt it. Cassie there, but we'll get them. Sam says, so I saw your eyes. You were totally rocking the yes back there. So what changed your mind? Dean says, honestly, the damnedest thing. I mean, the world's ending, the walls are coming down on us. I look over to you, and all I can think about is, this stupid son of a bitch brought me here. I just didn't want to let you down. Sam smiles and says, you didn't. You almost did, but you didn't. Dean says, I owe you an apology. Sam says, no, man, you don't. Dean says, just let me say this. I don't know if it's being a big brother or what, but you, um, but you know, to me, you've always been this snot-nosed kid that I've had to keep on the straight and narrow. I think we both know that's not you anymore. I mean, hell, if you're grown up enough to find faith in me, the least I can do is return the favor. So screw destiny, right in the face. I say we take the fight to them, 
do it our way. Sam smiles and says, sounds good. And credits. Okay, so I have some thoughts. First of all, like, I think Adam and Dean would have gotten along really well growing up. And then Sam would have been even angrier because <laughs> he would have been really the odd man out, you know? Like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Adam is just like a spitting image of Dean, personality-wise. Yeah. But I wonder, like, if he would have grown up actually with John as a father, if he would have realized that, like, oh, maybe he wasn't so great and maybe he would side with Sam. Yeah, maybe. I don't but know. I don't know. He seems too much like Dean to ever be on the same side as Sam where that's, mm-hmm. where, you know, with that. So Yeah, I, I think only, the only thing he shares with Sam is his general dislike of John Winchester. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. And longer hair. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like... I, and I really, like, the whole Dean going, like, I don't believe in you, Sam, blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, no, no. I didn't like any of that. I think he just, like, he clearly wants to hurt the people around him, so he's not, he, I don't think he actually thinks these things, but I think he's just trying to, like, make them mad enough at him to where they'll let him go, you know? That's what I think, too. Yeah. But, like, low blow, man. You know, how many other things could you say to piss him off than, I don't believe in you anymore, I'm disappointed in you, you know, sort of Mm -hmm. situation? Like, no. Yeah, that was hard to watch. I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. But also, I kind of liked the whole, like, cast to Dean reality check situation. (laughs) Where he was just like, this is just, like, beating the crap out of him. You know, Mm -hmm. like, now, 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 now. Yeah. Yeah. Cass, yeah. Cass in this episode was brilliant, I thought. Besides all of his badassery and fighting, yeah. um, just his general, like, pissed off at Dean. It was, it was fun to see, finally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, okay, do you think that Sam thinks now that he has to, like, prove himself to Dean again because Dean was like, I don't believe in you? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, um, but, like... One. One into the other, like, basically, like, even at the end of the episode, Dean was like, I looked at you, and I was like, I'm too stubborn to give up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be damned if somebody else ends up beating you up. <laughs> I like your Dean voice. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> I know. No talking. He's- <laughs> you're doing a lot of this and you need to do do more of this oh i don't want to puke up blood that sounds horrible that was a killian face right there that just happened <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he learned it from watching me when it... uh, probably yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways and other random thought Every time I see the name of this episode, I always think of Phantom of the Opera because it's like the song, The Point of No Return. And so I start like saying, pass the point of no return, you know, every time I see the the, the, the title for this. And it, yeah. it makes me happy and makes me want to go and watch Gerard Butler. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. It's like my new favorite movie. And um, I don't know why I've seen it before. I've seen <laughs> Eric it. is blood rolling his eyes. <laughs> I know, I know. I own it. It's, 
I know. And we have Rochelle's <laughs> copy of it too. And I rented yeah. it the other night because I wanted to watch it in bed on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have to buy the digital copy so I can do that more often because it seems to be what I want to watch when I'm in bed. That sounds weird, mm. but, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, listening to yeah. Gerard Butler sing to you is just, I know you're more of a Patrick Wilson fan, but like yeah. Gerard Butler can do anything. I'm convinced like on my top list of like actors, it's like Jensen Ackles and Sam Hewen are tied for first. And then it's like Gerard Butler and Orlando Bloom <laughs> and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about bad. you, Eric? Ryan in ter- Reynolds. In terms of actors that can do anything. Hmm. I, I mean, don't think that's what her list is. I don't think that's oh. what her list is. I think her lists are like <laughs> I mean, yes, oh. actors that she's in do love with. Do anything for you. There you go. <laughs> hey, like, I will watch them no matter what they're in. Oh, that's I see. That's more of my list. Like, I will watch, so like, Jensen Ackles. I mean, Jared Padalecki too, sure. Misha Collins, sure. But like, Jensen Ackles, Sam Hewen, Gerard Butler, Orlando Bloom, Ryan Reynolds. Like... Huh. I will watch anything that they are in. Okay. And that has steered me wrong a couple of times because have you ever heard or have you ever seen the the movie The Voices by Ryan with Ryan Reynolds in it? No, uh uh-uh. horrible movie. Like worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh man. It was just yeah, anyways, but your list, Eric. My list. Uh I'll watch anything with Keanu Reeves in it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's anything. pretty awesome. Bill and Ted, Surfers Gone, Terrorist mm-hmm. Group. I don't know yeah. the names of all the movies that I've seen him in, but I've watched pretty much all of them. Mm-hmm. Speed. Yeah. Can't forget Speeds. Speed. Speeds. I saw both Speeds. He wasn't in the second one. I know. <laughs> I was oh. disappointed. Oh, over there. <laughs> He's busy know. making The Matrix. It's okay. Yeah. Well, I don't really have a list. I would say, I mean, obviously Patrick Wilson is at the top say, of my list right now. Don't even give me that bullshit. Patrick Wilson's on yeah, the top Patrick of that Wilson. list. <laughs> he is on the top of that list right now. It helps that he's in a bunch of horror movies because I love horror movies. Yeah. So, um, but um, Jensen Ackles, I'd watch anything he's in for sure. Mm-hmm. Misha, gotta love me some Misha. Um, I can't really think of any others right now. What do you think, Eric? Who do I like? I know. Um, right? man, what's the name? Carl Urban. Oh, oh, yeah. Pretty much watched can't, everything with Carl Urban. Can't forget Carl Urban. Like. Who even is that? Oh man, <laughs> look him up. Know. Look him up. Um, look him up. How do you- Carl with a K? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's that guy in everything. That guy in everything. And he looks completely different in everything he's in too. Pretty much. Yeah. He's in the reboot of Star Trek. He's in, he's in the in Lord of the Rings. Diesel. He's in the Lord of the Rings. He's in a Vin Diesel movie. He's in everything. He's Judge Dredd. That's right. Okay, so I'm looking him up right now. I've seen the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. He's yeah, in he that plays one. Aomer, right? Aomer yeah. in the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's in more than one. Rider of, of Rohan. No, I think doesn't he doesn't he die in the second Lord of the Rings? No, I don't think he dies. I can't remember now. I don't- I don't remember. It's been a Both long time. Both of the Bean Bros. Hmm. I mean, that's literally the only thing that I've seen him in. 
is the okay. Lord of the Rings movies. Like none you haven't of seen, other stuff. You haven't seen the Star Trek movies? The newer no. ones? Okay. Mm. I, I don't, I've never watched Star Trek unless, okay, here's the problem though, is that <laughs> my dad was super into Star Wars and Star Trek. And so he like forced us to watch it because that's all he would ever play. And he wouldn't like play anything else. And we'd like, literally, do we have to watch this again? And he'd be like, yes. And he wouldn't let us watch anything else. And so like, I kind of have grown to like hate Star Trek. I see. Yeah. Because I, I was it. forced to watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean... Not that I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I can't do it because it was like forced upon me, and I'm just like no, you know. Like, yeah, I get it. Never have my but interest. It's a reboot, like it's not, not the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's space. The word Star Trek kind of makes me want to <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> the but. movies are good. I feel the same way about Star Trek because my dad did the same thing to me. Um, and I never, I never, I was too defiant to actually sit down and watch it, even though it was always on. Yeah. So I haven't really seen it, but, um, but the movies are, I did watch and they're really good because I love almost every single actor that's in it. Um, so I, I watched them and they're really good. It's like a reboot. So you don't have to watch the originals to watch them. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. I watch a lot of other things before I watched that. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. But. They're pretty good. They're good action movies. Yeah. Even yeah. though they really shouldn't be. Yeah. I'm not really, like, into action stuff so much anyways. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I guess it depends on what it is. But, yeah. Kind of depends if Gerard Butler's, like, showing off his abs. I mean, if... I- I'll watch 300. <laughs> what's a good... What's another Gerard Butler action movie? Isn't there one with with the White House? Wasn't that Yeah, him? there's, like, three of them. Yeah, what are those called? Olympus Has Fallen... Yeah, have you seen those, um, Rochelle? I haven't seen those ones. I've seen Bounty Hunter with him and Jennifer Aniston. It's hilarious. I've seen, um, you know, like, P.S. I Love You. I've seen a lot of his show, like, his movies that aren't action <laughs> movies. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, I would watch the other ones, probably, just because you he's in it. But, yeah, you should. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, the, the uh, Olympus Has Fallen series is with him, and it is pretty atypical action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. all on Netflix right now. Oh. I should look them up. Start my list with all the Gerard Butlers. <laughs> yep. Uh, how did we get here, you guys? What are we I supposed to be talking about? I don't know, but I think Eric about? should share his thoughts. Oh, yeah. Not I think he thoughts. has thoughts. Um, Cass was a badass. Um, he was I, such a badass. He, he really kind of showed off his warrior angel. I found it funny that Dean called him the nerd angel. Yeah. Yeah. I think and it's I'm because like, dude, Cass he just is... beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but to be fair, like Sam is the nerd of our fandom and like look at him. So <laughs> Yeah, I guess That's you're right. That's true. <laughs> We're winning. Nerd. Our nerd yeah. trumps the other nerds. <laughs> <laughs> no fair. <laughs> EW nerds are lame. No, I'm just kidding. They're fine. <laughs> They're fine. Um, and otherwise, I would say, you know, Sam is a perfect vessel for Lucifer. You think he's so? Got, yeah. He's got emotional manipulation down pat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. knew exactly what to do to, to, you know, put the pants on and get Dean back in, back on the train tracks. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to lock you in a room. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm going to feed you information. 
Yeah. And 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 be like, oh, you hurt me with your your mean dean lines. Yeah. And then at the very end, I'm gonna be like, you're coming with me because I trust you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did know what to do, and it totally worked. Totally worked. It totally worked. And Bobby came in with the assist of, if it weren't for you, I'd commit suicide. Yeah, that was that was hard to see. I thought like Bobby showing off his like his suicide bullet. Yeah, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I can't remember in an earlier episode. Did he talk about offing himself? And Dean was like, don't do it for me. Like, did we see that? I think he's mentioned it before, but I think he's mentioned it before. I think you're thinking, though, of something that happens. Wait. No, I think the whole wheelchair thing. Okay. That hap- Yeah, I think that's when he was like, you know, I- I'm done. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm thinking of, anyways. That okay, he did. But anyways, so what are our favorite moments? Um, my favorite moment is. Sorry, Killian just walked in the room for a second, but he's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope. Pause. Okay. Hi, Killian. Okay, my favorite moment was um, when Sam and Dean were talking at the beginning, and um, Dean is like, all you've ever done is run away. And Sam says, and I was wrong every single time I did. I love that Sam can like admit that finally. Yeah. I thought that was really showed, I don't know, growth and I just loved it. I don't know. I don't know. It was a moving yeah. moment for me. Yeah, you like the emotional the moments. Whole, whole <laughs> yeah. What'd you say, Eric? He wore the pants this whole episode. Yeah. He really showed <laughs> a developed Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a well-developed yeah. <laughs> Sam. He... he- he is developed (laughs) especially in this season this is the most developed he is like i guess maybe next season he's pretty developed too yeah after he did the movie he bulked up for that oh yeah is this is this around the time that he did the um well i can't remember is it a jason movie was it Jason? jason yeah 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 i'm pretty sure yeah 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 i think you're right we have we've got to watch that did we watch that rochelle the Jason what? movie with Sam in it. The Jason movie? Is that what it's called? No, it's no. called... Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. No, we watched that. We did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I don't I know remember. what the Jason movie is. <laughs> Jason's the bad guy. Oh, well, okay. The but like, mask. yeah. The hockey mask, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I remember that. We watched that. Okay. Okay. What was your favorite moment, Eric? Um... When Cass carved himself and blew away four angels. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. It, yeah. it was it was a little over the top. Like he could have just easily just drawn the sigil on his his shirt. Well Cass he is have to over the top this whole carve episode, into his body, so. but you know, hey He's a little bit dramatic. It's fine. <laughs> it it was <laughs> It was pretty metal. <laughs> He's Cass is a drama queen. <laughs> He really is, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, all in all, just all together, he's a little bit of a drama queen. But mm-hmm. Yeah, he was sort of frustrated this entire episode, and it just bubbled up into a 
ab carving incident. (laughs) (laughs) That would hurt so bad. It really would. Poor Jimmy. (laughs) Yeah. What was your favorite moment, Rochelle? Um, so I liked just like how they set up the room with the cheeseburgers and the beer and all that sort of stuff. But also my favorite, like my favorite, favorite moment was when they finally killed good old Zacky boy because that guy needed to go. Oh yeah, that was pretty awesome. Like, (laughs) yeah, I, mm, I did not like him. He was not my favorite. So part of me wanted to see, um, Michael kill Zach. I thought that would have been cool to see you know, but I'm yeah. glad, it, I'm still glad it was Dean. It was still a really cool death scene. I that Dean did it mostly because he was really torturing Dean specifically. Yeah. But like, I'm just glad that he died. You know, like, yeah, I wouldn't have cared how he did, like how he died just as long as he did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, our interesting facts, uh, from this episode, it says, uh, Dean's letter reads, Sam and Bobby, given what's about to happen, I'll be surprised if this package ever finds you, but if it does, I want you to both know that what I'm doing isn't about giving up. John taught us better than that. This is about time. We've run out of it. Left the Impala in Cicero. Where I'm going, we don't need roads. I know you'll look after her for me. Bobby, you've taken more for the team than anyone I could ever ask. That makes you an honorary Winchester in my book. Sam, you told me once that you pray every day. Not sure if that's still true. Probably isn't, but if it is, give it one last try for me. And Sammy, um, uh, one Winchester lost to this fight is enough. And then they keep going, but then they got rid of, like, you can't, it's got, like, the dot, dot, dots for part of another sentence, but I can't get to it. So that was kind of disappointing. But they gave you, like, the letter that he wrote with all of his like jacket and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's super awesome. I love that. He just, that he told Bobby that he's a Winchester. Yeah. Yeah. He is though. He is. Better Aww. Winchester than John. So yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it says the number of Dean's hotel room is 100 since this is the 100th episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it says the point of no return, similar to the title of this episode, is the title of a song by the group Kansas, um, the performer of Carry On Wayward Son. Um, also, a song in Phantom of the Opera, I would just like to point out. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know why I've seen, like, I was going to say this earlier, but I watched The Phantom of the Opera a couple times, and then I watched it again the other night after not seeing it for, like, a year, mm-hmm. and it suddenly dawned on me that that song was about sex. <laughs> yes, it is. I, like, I like didn't get that the first couple times that I saw it. I was like, oh. That's why The Phantom wrote it, because he knew that Christine had to sing it, and she'd be, like, singing that about him, and because he's a creepy pervert. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, I got that finally. <laughs> <laughs> you have to surrender yourself to the power of night. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> um, it says when Dean is packing all his possessions in a cardboard box, he addresses the box to Robert Singer. Um, it says the return of Jake Abel as Sam and Dean's brother, or it's the return of Jake Abel as Sam and Dean's brother, Adam Milligan. Um, it says this episode contradicts Uriel's statement. The only thing that can kill an angel is another angel as Dean kills Zachariah with an angel blade. Um, it's also been implied that the cult can kill angels and several other weapons and entities are revealed to do so as the series progresses. Okay. Um, Is this the first time we see a non-angel kill an angel? Apparently. Okay. 
So, hmm. um, turns out it's just the angel blade part that's important. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do they make angel blades out of? Probably angel something. Angels. Probably angels. <laughs> I know. They melt down some angels and make a blade. <laughs> How many angels must be melted down to make a blade? How much oh. metal do you get out of one angel? <laughs> oh. Well, if it's like human and you need to, you want to make a sword out of iron found in human blood, it's 386 normal sized guys. How do you know that? <laughs> no, why? Why, Eric? Why? I, I found it on the internet. Just now? No, it's just something I. You found it on the internet at some point in your history and you remembered it? Yeah, because if you ever want to make like a bloodborne blade, which is metal as hell, you know, you'd have to kill 386 people and drain their blood and, you know, wow. extract the iron from it. That yeah. sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's been done though in history of humans. Well, that's probably why they have... Well, I guess I shouldn't say that's probably why. They probably know, like, how much iron is in one person's blood or what's, like, the normal level. And so they're like, okay, so, like, on average, you need this many people, you know? Make sure they're not anemic, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Don't... The anemic ones are safe for now. (laughs) Feed them enough spinach and maybe (laughs) you'll get get them later, but... (laughs) Uh, anyway, <laughs> I wonder if that would work if you'd have to use even less people if you like fed them enough iron rich foods and then just like fed them only that for a little while and then like then harvested them. This is getting too dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we must harvest them before the gout sets in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um the the last uh interesting facts it says um adam mocking any future contact with sam and dean mentions uh hopping in the truckster and popping on down to wally world um and national lampoon's vacation from 1990 or 1983 sorry um a family's journey to the amusement park wally world becomes a cringeworthy serious series of hideous disasters so they weren't referring to disney world but i have heard disney world referred to as wally world a lot okay because you know walt disney if you're being real technical about the name it's like walt disney world or something like that or walt yeah i think it's like walt disney world and so i think so yeah wally world you know Mm. anyways but those are our interesting facts so our research um, from this week is off of Ranker because we love them. <laughs> we love Ranker. Um, this is near where the episode takes place, but not exactly at the same or in not the same in town. Van Noyes, yeah. Um, it says it's it was once a spot a hot spot for Hollywood elite Hollywood elites, uh, but a pattern of tragic events led to its demise. So this is on the Knickerbocker Hotel. Knickerbocker. Knickerbocker. Pantaloons. <laughs> Pantalones. <Knickers>. No mas. Pantalones. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> um, it says, from the Bates Motel to the Overlook Hotel, the existence of haunted hotels has fascinated people for generations, uh, likely because real-life haunted hotels can be found in practically every state. Uh, haunted hotels exist across the United States where apparitions are known to walk the halls and objects move, float, or break on their own accord. 
Each encounter is unique and intriguing to those who believe that a ghostly dimension overlaps our own. And the Knickerbocker Hotel haunting comes with the added bonus of being home to the ghosts of some of Hollywood's most recognizable figures. Um, originally opened in the late 1920s, the Knickerbocker Hotel experienced its first brush with the occult during a 1936 Halloween seance held by Harry Houdini's widow on its rooftop. Um, since then, a startling number of famous individuals have met their uh, untimely demise or have gone through life-altering events while under this roof. Uh, today, many people even believe the Knickerbocker Hotel hosts a, a few spectral guests who never had a chance to check out. Um, it says, famed magician Harry Houdini made a pact with his wife, Bess, uh, that they would find a way to continue his research into debunking the paranormal whenever either of them died. Um, he and Bess agreed that the surviving spouse would spend 10 years, no more, no less, um, attempting to contact the departed partner in the afterlife uh, through seances in an effort to prove or disprove the existence of another realm. That's a long time. 10 years trying to contact a dead person? Yeah, it's a little... Wow. Like, at that point, move on, you know? Like, I mean, they got know, songs like, about this kind of stuff. I will wait for you. Something like ghost, you know, whatever. I mean, but just, like, find something else to do with your time. I'm not saying, like, move on, like, forget about them, but, like, you know? <laughs> it's one day out of the year. It's Halloween. They probably made it a party. This is true. So let's be honest. This was the 30s. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, true. Mm. Um, it says, although Bess held up her end of the deal and conducted seances at the Knickerbocker Hotel every year, her 10th and final attempt to contact Houdini at the hotel on October 31st, 1936, is remembered as being the most bizarre. Um, hordes of Houdini fans waited in the lobby while Bess and a few select witnesses on the rooftop watched as Edward Saint attempted to call out to the spirit of her dead husband. Some reported that the skies opened up and a thunderstorm soaked only the Knickerbocker Hotel during the seance, but the true outcome of the pact remains known only to Bess and perhaps Houdini himself. Hmm. Um, it says... Irene Lentz, uh, known professionally as just Irene, dressed some of Hollywood's most notable stars in the 30s and 40s in her glamorous designer clothing and costumes. Um, on November 15th, 1962, she checked into a room at the Knickerbocker under a fake name before proceeding to get very drunk. Uh, Irene's husband had recently suffered a stroke, she had money troubles, and the death of her unrequited love, Gary Cooper, left her in a bad mental state. Um, intoxicated, Irene composed suicide notes to several people, including hotel guests, that read short and to the point. Sorry, I had to drink so much to get the courage to do this. After slitting both of her wrists, she jumped from the room's window and landed on the roof of the hotel lobby. Oh my god. That's a mess. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Cut your wrists and then jump. She really wanted to seal the deal there. Yeah, like, I'm not leaving any chances, you know. Wow. Um... It says, after his death, many described D.W. Griffith as almost single-handedly inventing the heart, the heart, the art of modern cinema. Um, the director of the now infamous 1915 film, The Birth of a Nation, Griffith lived out the last year of his life in the Knickerbocker Hotel after being spurned by the same business uh, he influenced so strongly. On July 23rd, 1948, Griffith uh, tragically suffered a stroke while residing in the hotel. Uh, some sources reported his cerebral hemorrhage occurred in his room um, and that he died shortly after, while others claimed that the fatal stroke took place in the lobby underneath a very expensive chandelier. Uh, Griffith allegedly drank much of his time 
uh, drank away much of his time at the hotel bar, which likely triggered his death. Wow. Okay. Um, it says actor William Frawley uh, lived in the Knickerbocker Hotel for a few decades, um, which it, he's from um, I Love Lucy, I guess. Um, uh, but reports differ as to whether he still resided there at the time of his death on March 3rd, 1966. Uh, the various accounts of his death remain disputed, um, sharing only the date and collapse in common. That day in 1966, Frawley arrived back at the hotel, uh, or perhaps walked out of the Knickerbocker's bar, and collapsed onto the sidewalk before being pulled into the lobby by his nurse. Other sources report, however, that Frawley left a note with his nurse, crossed the street near the hotel, and died suddenly of a heart attack just outside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um... It says Frances Farmer worked as an actress in the late 30s and early 40s before mental in before mental illness and substance abuse dramatically altered her personality and ambitions. Um, when she was eventually arrested and then convicted for driving under the influence, Farmer lost her professional contract with Paramount Pictures, which led her further into a state of desperation. Um, at this time, since she too was a guest at the Knickerbocker Hotel, where her continued drinking sent. At this same time, she too was a guest at the Knickerbocker Hotel, where her continued drinking sent her into a rapid downward spiral. I was like, this sentence doesn't make any sense. It's because I didn't read it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1943, police arrived outside Farmer's door to arrest her for either a failure, failure to visit her probation officer or the non-payment of several DUI citations. <laughs> uh, but when she refused to open the door, authorities forcibly broke into the room. There they found Farmer in the midst of a drunken manic episode. She attacked the police officers while half naked, prompting them to wrap her in a shower curtain and drag her out of the hotel lobby. Uh, out, drag her out through the hotel lobby. Um, she then spent several subsequent years of her life in mental institutions receiving electroshock therapy, insulin mm. shock treatments, ice baths, and hydrotherapy. Wow. Yeah. That sounds awful. Messed Jeez. up. Ugh. Yeah. Drug out in the shower curtain and tossed in the loony bin. Yeah. Not a good way to go. Um, it says, uh, Marilyn Monroe and her soon-to-be husband, Joe DiMaggio, supposedly set, or met up in the hotel's bar for secret dates. Um, the actress using the kitchen entrance to sneak into the bar and spend time with a famous baseball player. They also enjoyed sunbathing sun on the hotel roof and basked Ugh, in each other's company in the privacy of DiMaggio's room. Uh, several sources claim the pair even honeymooned in the Knickerbocker after the January 1954 nuptials. Mm. According to some, uh, Monroe's presence can still be felt within the Knickerbocker walls. Uh, witnesses have reported seeing Monroe in the hotel's lady room, or hotel's ladies' room, uh, looking at herself in the mirror. Um, mm. Alternatively, an employee claimed that she had seen a blonde woman's face reflecting in the mirror she was cleaning, only to turn around and see that no one was there. What? Um, my leg hairs are standing up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's funny. Her ghost is like staring at herself in the mirror. I think I if I was a ghost, I would totally look in the mirror and be like, can I see me? I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I honestly don't know what I would do. Liz's ghost is just in front of the mirror plucking eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Putting on lipstick, doing makeup. What? What do you want? Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Do, do I look pale to you? 
Um, it says, as it turns out, the mirror in question was the same one that hung in Suite 1200, the one Monroe most often stayed in. Hmm. So they moved the mirror and she went with it, apparently. That's right. Um, it says, the new owner of the remodeled Knickerbocker Bar publicizes its haunting. Um, the all-star theater cafe and speakeasy took over the former site of the Knickerbocker Hotel Bar during the 1990s. Um, publicizing it as a haunted coffee shop and senior living facility where the hotel and its bar once existed. The all-star hoped the supernatural air might bring its, uh, might bring in some good business. The owner, David, um, Max Fisher, which, okay, how do you go from David to Max? I don't know. (laughs) Hmm. Whatever. Um, tended to exaggerate sightings and stories, uh, to drum up more publicity, um, the owner of the now defunct cafe claimed it's not unusual to see Roger the Bellhop's body floating by <laughs> or Marilyn no. Monroe checking her reflection in lady room in the ladies' room mirror. Because why not, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it says, though Fisher made tons of unsubstantiated claims about the hotel's hauntings, uh, plenty of visitors still reported witnessing inexplicable events. Uh, patrons reported containers... Uh, of coffee dumping themselves on the floor, dishes rattling, and syrup bottles flying through the air. Oh, not the coffee. Mess. Like, not only would that hurt, but, like, how would, like, you'd be covered in syrup. Yeah, that and would Coffee suck. grounds. And coffee grounds. Ew. I mean, at least you'd smell mm-hmm. good. That's just one nasty old person. That's what it is. <laughs> just one nasty old person. Be like, you want some coffee? <laughs> 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 Oh, man. (laughs) Um, It says that, uh, legend says that Rudolph Valentino liked to ride his horse to the Knickerbocker on moonlit nights just to spend some time at its bar. Um, I want to ride Toby to a bar. How cool would that be? Show up to a bar with your horse and just, like, tie him outside, have a couple drinks, and then, you know, like, I need to get on my pony now and go back home, you know? (laughs) Yep. Uh, That guy's a class be drunk riding. He'd be drunk riding. Yeah, drunk riding. I don't know if that's legal. Yeah. Well, who's in more control at that point? You or the horse? Probably the horse. So yep. are you really driving? Probably not. I text and ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've talked to you on the phone while you have been riding before. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just hear a little squeak, squeak, squeak in the saddle in the background. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Toby would be a good one to ride while drunk, though, because he stays pretty well under you. So if you start, like, kind of wobbling too much off to the side, he'll either stop or he'll, like, try and get underneath you to keep you on. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, like, if you were, like, for people that are, like, really out of balance, like, he would be, he'd probably be pretty good. Like, if you got on him and you were drunk, he'd just, like, you know, okay, let's just slow down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or he'd just, nope. I'm not moving. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. You have failed the breathalyzer test. Um, anyways. Um, so it says the silent film heartthrob reportedly danced the tango and drank well into the wee hours of the morning until his eventual death. Um, however, the hotel did not open up or did not open until 1929 and Valentino died in 1926, making the horse rides impossible. <laughs> As okay. a ghost, however, Valentino can certainly go where he pleases. Um, Still, witnesses reported seeing Valentino's ghost in what once was the bar, even after it reopened as a cafe in the 1990s. Uh, Quite the traveler, the spectral form of Valentino has supposedly appeared at his mansion, Paramount Studios, the Hollywood Hotel, and several other locations in California. Hmm. He's going all over the place. 
if I was a ghost, I'd totally want to travel. I wouldn't want to be stuck in some death loop. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. I'd be like, I'm going to go see the places that I didn't get to see. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it says, alongside D.W. Griffith and William Frawley, uh, the Knickerbocker hosted several other high-profile celebrities during its nearly three-decade heyday. Um, Elvis Presley stayed in the Knickerbocker while filming Love Me Tender in 1956, and Maureen O'Sullivan of Tarzan fame also um, also lived long in the long-term apartments at the hotel. Um, other visitors included... Uh, Betty Davis, Mae West, Frank Sinatra, du- Judy Garland, uh, Ricky Nelson, and Graham Nash, which I know who some of those people are, but not all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it says, Betty Grable held a costume party for Jackie Coogan's 21st birthday celebration in the Knickerbocker Hotel, um, including guests such as Lucille Ball and Johnny Mercer. Uh, similarly, set designer al martin invited joan crawford and her dog along with other celebrities and their pooches to the hotel for a party being held for his dog (laughs) i'm sorry i can't go i have my dog's birthday party (laughs) (laughs) i want to go to a dog birthday party totally do too i would like it it would be so much fun to like buy little doggy treats or whatever and be like here's your you know Here's your birthday present. And they would have a grand old time. You know that too. You could get them a tennis ball and they'd be like, this is the best day ever. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, it says the stars dressed in evening wear and the canines feasted on fancy dog food. <laughs> 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 it says during the 1932 Olympics, the hotel hosted events for the Danish and Indian athletes featuring Indian curry and sword swallowers. Like Ooh. if there was just like curry everywhere. Oh, I would eat myself into a coma. I would love that. <laughs> I love not, curry. Not, yeah. I was going to say, I wouldn't love you in a coma, but no, yeah. I would just love all the fucking curry. I would definitely, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily eat myself into a coma, maybe a, a stupor, but <laughs> mm-hmm. coma, maybe not, but <laughs> um, this is the Knickerbocker Hotel originally opened its doors at 1714 Ivor Avenue in the late 1920s as one of the several luxury hotels and long-term uh, living buildings for the elite and famous in Hollywood. After seeing numerous high-profile celebrities, events, and tragic deaths in its heyday, the hotel became deteriorated and in serious need of repairs. The area around the hotel no longer attracted the rich and famous as the neighborhood fell into ruins. Um, in 1972, new ownership transformed the Knickerbocker into apartments for low-income senior citizens in the area. Uh, the Section 8 housing boasted 282 one-bedroom apartments and amenities such as ballroom and pool table coupled with opportunities for residents to take classes and go on field trips. Oh, that's nice. Kind of cool. I like it when they take old buildings and, like, turn them into something more useful, you know? I mean, like, you want to kind of keep it to the historical version of itself, I guess, to an extent, but, like, you know, it's still being used, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, and for a good cause. Yeah. That's cool. So, um, okay, I'm going to start off with my Isidore (laughs) Espa moment for this one, because... I forgot to do my notes for this episode. <laughs> so yeah, you did. <laughs> I watched, God, so I was watching 99 Problems, right, which was the one before this, and I do my notes, and then I was like, oh, I'm just going to do the next one, and so I watched the episode, because my Netflix told me that I have watched the episode, like, more than just, you know, before, and... <laughs> 
apparently I didn't think that I needed to write any notes for it. Like I just didn't write a thing down. And so all of these thoughts that happened <laughs> are kind of off the seat of my pants today. So, <laughs> but yeah, like I just, I was real stupid and didn't even do my homework for this. And it was the hundredth episode, which I was like, Ooh, I'm super excited about this episode. And then did I do anything for it? No, I did not. So I was an idiot. That's okay. You still so, did a good job. Yeah. I mean, I still feel real stupid, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny. I'm like, oh, my God, panic. Oh, no, what do I do? <laughs> like, you forgot oh, we were no. podcasting today, too. I was like, I texted I you. Yeah, yeah I texted you called you. me. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I knew you were asleep because I texted you, and you did not text me back. And I was like, okay, well, it's 20 minutes till we're supposed to start, so I better call her and see. And I was like, okay, I sent you some research, like – what did you think of it? And you were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, and you were like, yeah. oh, fuck, we're going to podcast. And I was like, yep. Yeah. You'll have it's to, just you'll gonna have to like... yourself on the 200th episode. God, I better get my shit together by then. Let's be real. Like 100 <laughs> is one thing. 200, like if, you had a, if I don't have it together by then, like something's wrong. I mean, honestly, if I don't have it together by 100, something's wrong. But... <laughs> Whatever. You have it together. You just I forgot this one don't. time. It's fine. <laughs> I never have it together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so I just figured I would call myself out real quick because I was a real idiot. So, anyways, what are your guys' idiot or ass wet moments? We have a somewhat of a joint one. Ooh, okay. So, we, we live on a, a two, in a two-story house. Uh, and there's only one set of stairs that go upstairs. Yeah. Um, so Lynn, in her infinite wisdom, was like, what if there's a fire? What are we <laughs> going to do? And I was yeah. like, go out the front door. What if there's fire on the stairs? And I was like, jump out a window. You gotta, Eric, was, Eric, you got to talk just a little bit louder. Okay? I need to talk louder. There so so instead of jumping out a window, which was plan B, um, she was like, well, we could get ladders. And I was like. No, okay. no, no. This is not how it happened. <laughs> this is not how it happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, of course, am always concerned about fires. Um, but my dad was also concerned about fires. So my dad called me one day and was like, hey, I bought you some ladders. And I was like, oh, we have ladders. And he's like, no, these are ladders that you throw out your window in case there's a fire. And I was like, oh, okay. I did not bring up the ladder thing to him. You know what? I've honestly, like I've thought about ladders before and I was like, I should ask Eric, but I always assumed that you would think that that was something like frivolous that we didn't need. <laughs> Is that true? Is that? Yes. <laughs> These could save our lives and certainly broken bones, Eric. Okay. Okay. Frivolous. I don't think you would want to jump from a two story window if you didn't have to. You would shatter everything. <laughs> I've yeah, done it would. before. Okay, but like. Yeah, was, but we're talking about... I was about, about 100 pounds less, though, so We're okay. talking about Killian having to do that, too. Yeah, you know? I know. Yeah. I guess so anyways, one of you can just toss him to the other one, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can land on my broken body. Yes, exactly. As I lay on the ground bleeding. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. that's grim. 
So, so anyways, my dad was like, I, you know, I bought these ladders for you. And then he's like, I'm going to come over. And he said that they are reusable. They're not, they, there are one-time ladders, but he said he got the reusable ones. So Mm -hmm. he wanted to come over and test them out. And he wanted us to all do like a little like test to run on it, like get out on the ladder and crawl out the window. Mm -hmm. And we were like, okay. So, so he came over and, um, First of all, we had to, we were trying it in Killian's room because that's probably where we would use it, you know? Yeah. And, um, um, oh, we had to move his dresser because his dresser was in the way. Mm-hmm. So we had yeah. to reconfigure his whole friggin' room. And then, um, so we get the ladder on the windowsill and it's like gonna bust into the drywall, right? Yeah. Is that what happened, Eric? It, it would have if I put my weight on it. Yep. Yeah, so we didn't actually try it out. Yeah. Which was kind of a bummer because I wanted to, but also I was like, how am I going to get Killian to crawl out of this window? You know, I don't I don't think that he I think he'd be too scared. I think One if of he us had would go to, first, he would do it. But, and then the yeah, other that was going to be him out. <laughs> You go. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, anyway, I'm not quite sure why we were idiots or butts in this story. Because we got three of the ladders. We got two ladders. And your mom bought one. She oh, hasn't Okay, yet. Then that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as long as she can get to another one of the two ladders upstairs, then. Yeah, we have one in our room and we have one in Killian's room. Hopefully we'll never right. have to use them. But I feel yeah. so much better knowing that they're available. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. I mean... I suppose we were idiots and thinking we were going to do it, but uh, the drywall wasn't going to be able to handle it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you weren't gonna, you weren't necessarily gonna know that though. So, yeah, yeah. I was disappointed because I wanted to try it out. How we were going to do it with Killian is one of us was going to be on the ladder below him, and the other one was going to like kind of help him out the window mm-hmm. onto it. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Well- I mean, at least you know how to set it up, so when the time comes, if you need it, then it's there, and you know how to use it, so. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty cool. They're really heavy. It's like a heavy-duty one. It's not like a rope ladder or anything. It's all metal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We used to have one in my room at my parents' house because I was on the other side of the, um, the house from every, which doesn't make any sense because if I was on the other side of the house from everybody and we only had one ladder, <laughs> as far as I know, like, why would you put it on the opposite side of the house as everybody else? Apparently I'm the only one that can save myself. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Or they just huh. thought that we would all just make it to that, you know, but what if there's like a fire in the hallway? Like, exactly. Yeah. What you gonna do? I don't know. Yeah, maybe they thought that they could get down the stairs, but you might not be able to. Yeah. If there was I was right the next to the stairs, though. They have to go down the hallway and next to the stairs, and, and then down the stairs. I'm, like, at the stairs already. <laughs> Weird. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. I think that wasn't really well thought through. They just, they bought one because they're like, oh, we should have one of these, and then didn't really, like, think th- through, like, would we actually need more than one of these, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. But. Yeah. Anywho. Huh. So, well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Idgits and Aspects podcast. Thanks again. Thank you. And thank you, Eric. Glad to be here.
It was fun.